Welcome to another episode of the Off Market Operator Podcast. Today, you guys are the first really kind of more personal show I've done. Um, there's nothing here that's going to be actionable in terms of making money tomorrow, but stuff that I've found that um, really how I've conceptualized, you know, work-life balance, stress, health, burnout, um, and everything of that nature. It's an important topic to cover for entrepreneurs and business owners alike. So whether you are currently struggling with any of these issues or you are... Um, you have before or you haven't yet i think this show will be incredible valuable for you um going through some of the stuff that i've had to internalize and process and and create my own frameworks around scaling multiple companies and seven figures so uh as always you guys without further ado let's get right into the show people don't fail at real estate because they suck they fail because there's too many ways to succeed. That's why I suggest you focus on the most important skill in all of real estate, which is finding deals. I'm Colbert Johnson, and in this podcast, I share the exact steps I've used to source 400 deals by age 24. This will allow you to do three things, control your deal flow, make unlimited income, and build your empire as an off-market operator. Welcome back, you guys. Today's episode is one that I um, I uh, need to make more of. Uh, there's shows that, that actually are meaningful to people because it's the, the real behind the scenes stuff that actually allows people to to, um, to create this, these narratives around business, around where they should be, around what they, um, how much money they should be making, things of that nature. So, uh, a lot I get I get a lot of personal questions, you guys. I get a lot of business questions in my DMs on my stories when I do Q and A in person at conferences, events that I speak at, and um, I also get a lot of personal questions. I don't share as many of those because. Again, they're not immediate actionable items in your business, and that's what stuff I want to I want to give you weekly is things that I think can actually help you improve your company and make more money. But personal stuff, you guys, is is incredibly valuable when it comes to growing a business because it's my belief, and I put out a post on this last week that your business can't really outpace your personal development. It can for a while, uh, with the longer you build on a, on a shaky, unstable foundation, and eventually it comes down. And I've had that happen several times. I've had burnouts. I've had um, issues that I'll talk about in the show. Um, that I haven't really talked about a ton. So I'm going to get into that. This show is going to be a little longer, guys, because some of these questions are stuff that I think I need to answer at length. I might run 15, 20 minutes here. So bear with me, you guys, if you want to see kind of behind the scenes of what it takes. So since I was 18, I've been able to to start um, four different seven-figure companies um, now, now sitting here talking to you at 25. And the past seven years have been um, life-changing for me. I've grown my life in a short period of time to a to uh, to places I can't I can't comprehend, and I tell my wife all the time, I truly feel like I've lived a full life, even at 25. Um, I've traveled the world. I've done incredible things with my family. I've uh, met, of course, the wife of my dreams, and lived the life to a, to a lot of sense of uh, what I would consider a dream life. And at the same time, you guys, I can tell you, and I met a lot of my heroes that, um, for the most part, massive quote unquote massive success. I don't I don't think I'm massively successful at all. I actually don't think I I've I've tapped any of my potential really um on a long 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 enough time horizon. Um but I've had a good career so far. And what I can say is that as I get into tighter and tighter and bigger and bigger circles in terms of the players in them, I can tell you that they're not any different than any of you guys and myself. Um they go through things no matter how much money they have, they go through things, they have issues in their family, they get stressed, they get anxious, they get um, down. Um, they have that inner voice that tells them they're not good enough, can't do it, should back down. They get the the um, imposter syndrome. They go through the same stuff we all do. And I've had to really kind of settle myself down after meeting all these people and going, man, like it's not the the the, Joel, the journey is truly the goal. 
and someone told me that and it sounded so cliche because i'm like oh, i want the house i want the car i want the travel i want this and that and um eventually you get there and you go man that what was valuable was the journey and the people on that journey with you and um those first checks are the most intense and the most valuable i remember, I get, I remember getting my first check for for ten thousand dollars um it came from a bigger deal. We did a $105,000 assignment fee. And I used to drive the title companies. I was just telling my wife this story, but I used to drive the title companies to pick up the checks in person because it was so like, man, it was so real, so magical. And eventually you get numb to it, right? The $105,000 check, you get numb to it. The, the, the monthly income, you get numb to it. The, all the, everything becomes normal. Every, your brain eventually normalizes everything. And um, what I can tell you guys, the most joy I feel where I'm at now is two things. One is kind of looking back on the journey and understanding that the, that it's a everyone's running their own race truly, and then two, um, people people is what makes it valuable. So, the first question, guys, I want to I want to really, really hit on is um, going back to productivity. I got a question in my DM. It was how do you get so much done? And the answer to that, and the answer that I've found with every single person that quote unquote gets a lot done, is they never feel like they got anything done. And I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. <laughs> a uh, uh a neurotic thing i don't know but most of the people that i know you guys that are massively successful no matter how much they get done in a day the main question they end their day with is have i got enough done today and uh i was at a dinner with a friend lot tonight um four of us and that's the same question that again this, this person was facing as well and i would say he they're they're successful in what they do and i found most people that are that are successful in their field that's the question right it's kobe you know, leaving the gym, his his probably his thought, even if he made a thousand shots, probably his thought is, have I got enough shots up to perform? And so every single day, I can't tell you guys, I never feel like a day is complete. I never feel like enough calls were done. I never feel like enough work was done. Um, and I, I've realized that entrepreneurs and, and high achievers never feel that way. And I've come to terms with that and I've embraced that. And so I'd say, um, people ask me the productivity question. I go, I don't know. I really don't know if I was wired this way. If it was, you know, nurture or nature, I don't know what I can tell you is no matter what I do in a day. It, it, usually I always feel like I could, I could have done one more rep, one more set, one more call, one more email, one more um, strategic move, one more hire. And that's how my brain works. It worked in sports. It worked, um, it got me, you know, way above the potential I, I would have had naturally in sports. It got me into incredible rooms. It got me incredible relationships. And I can tell you guys, that's that's what's changed my life is is embracing that. And so if you guys don't have that naturally, it's not a bad thing, but it might take more discipline to really show up every single day and move the ball forward because that's what it comes down to. It's messy. It's ugly. Business is chaotic. Business is, you have partnerships that fall apart. You have money that gets you know stolen. You got things that get stolen. You got stuff that gets burnt to the ground. You have, um, there's going to be a lot of days you want to burn it to the ground and it gets messy. It's ugly. And no matter how much a business or a person or entrepreneur seems like they have together, it's messy and it's ugly and it's chaos. And um, there's no real perfect perfect form for productivity. I found that less, less is more. And I constantly have to remind myself that it takes dramatically more focus and energy and intensity to get a, a task, a project done right the first time. And it's, inc it's incredibly value the co the valuable the compounding you get by doing tasks sequentially right the first time and spending as much time as needed on each of those you get way more momentum long term and compounding and i've realized success is knocking down one domino at a time the right way not trying to do 100 things at one time um that's that's my take on productivity you guys that's my that's where i'm at right now that could change next year but where i'm at right now is i don't know i don't know why i'm productive i don't know if i am productive i might i might be lazy i don't know 
What I can tell you guys is my workday is usually comes down to have I done enough? And I never really can. It's hard for me to ever answer that question with yes. Um, so I have to do my best to accept that side of my brain and my personality and, and then go and live the other, the other sides of my life. And that, that kind of brings me to my next point of work-life balance. And that, the second question I always get is how do you balance work and life? And I don't. Um, I don't. I mean, my wife knows everything about every company. We talk about problems, talk about strategy, we talk about issues. Um, she's worked inside of our companies um, for a long time. Uh, we talk about literally everything. And I work, I'm responding to Slacks, emails, phone messages most of the day, every day, and on weekends. That's okay. And um, what, what I've come to terms with too in the work life balance, you guys decide is you can never let anyone tell you to feel bad about how much you work. And for me, work is sport. Work is something I know I can do my whole life. And it's more of a game and it's more, it's fun. And yeah, there's stress and there's hard times, but I don't think about work-life balance. But one concept I have really thought about, and I want you guys to take to heart, is um, kind of the lion thesis on work, where you can be a gazelle and you can sh you can um, graze and you can always be working on little tasks here and there and emails and Slack and phone calls. Or you can be a lion and you rest, you have fun, you play, and then you attack a project ruthlessly and you finish it in sprints. And that's worked incredibly well for me. And so what I've kind of just come to realize with myself is that when I, when I have the energy and the creative juices, um, that's when I attack my prey and I get work done, um, meaningful work and projects and, and a sprint. And then on top of that, understanding a lot of my best ideas, strategy, key decisions come from not being in front of a computer. They come on a walk, they come in the hot tub, they come on the boat, and I have an insight of a problem I've been facing. Uh, and a lot of times that's when stuff gets solved. And so understanding that if you're a creative knowledge-based thinker, uh, which most people are if they're starting their own business and most of it's strategy and a lot of the best strategy comes from when you're detached from your computer and on zoom calls and so i've i've, I've just really trying to internalize that the inputs that we think drive outputs aren't really true like it's the 80 20 rule or 20 percent of your your actions drive 80 percent of your results that's true and the people that the entrepreneurs that get that and they get they can flip that 80 percent of their actions drive meaningful results those are the guys that you see that that are, are have built kingdoms and are architects of massive companies that the, the people um, envy and admire. So that's what a lot of my focus goes on now when it comes to work-life balance is what are the inputs that are meaningful? And what's come down for me is I spend about four and a half hours per day in what I call deep focused work, which I have this thing right here, which I'm actually, it's actually going on right now as I record my videos for the week. Um, and I wind it up to 90 minutes. Uh, I usually will wake up around 7, 7.30, come right to my office. I don't really have a morning routine. I'm not doing a cold plunge. I'm not doing a meditation. I love meditation. I, I abide by it. Um, and I love all the other stuff. I'm not hating on it. But I wake up, come down here. Um, I go my first 90 minutes, um, focus work blocks on my phones on Do Not Disturb. I have a project I've predetermined that morning or the night before that I'm working on. Could be filming a course. Could be uh, filming a training for my team. Whatever that is. Um, once that timer goes off, I put my work down. And usually in the morning, I'll take my wife to coffee. Uh, we have a coffee there every morning, every single morning we do. Um, I get you home. I set the timer again, another 90 minutes, and I, same thing again. And then I'll have lunch. Um, and I try to get two of those 90-minute blocks done before lunch. And then I'll do another one after lunch, one more. And that'll get me to about um, early afternoon. And at that point, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll work out. I'll sit outside. I'll take a nap if I need it. Just understanding myself, like I'm a guy that... I'm very knowledge based. My brain's always going. So I need to make sure I'm rested. And, and um, I'll get to that in a second. And so I'll now we'll take a walk, take the dog on a walk, whatever I need that day and that time to recharge. And then I'll go into my, my, my afternoon call sessions. And I save my calls for the afternoons. And those could be team check ins, those could be company calls, those could be coaching calls, whatever that is. 
And that, that, that wraps up. Normally I'll have about 90 minutes of calls and that'll put me in about six hours a day of, of focused work. And a lot of people, you know, they claim they work 80 to hundred hours a week. A lot of it's not focused work. A lot of it's um, busy work. And so I try to get six hours of focus work a day. And of course, other work comes up. You guys, other phone calls come up, other emails come up, other Slack messages come up. And so I'm present working, I would say, longer than that. But that's focus blocked off time. And I want to build the biggest kingdom I can build with, with that setup. And then I focus on sleep. So I, I try to be in bed 10 hours a night. And uh, most of them, I might be sleeping all those 10 hours, but I try to be in bed 10 hours a night. So 10 p.m. to uh, or 9.30 to uh, whatever that comes out to, 7.30. Um, and I'll, you know, I'll get... The closer I get to nine hours of sleep per night, the better I feel, the more engaged I am, the less emotional I am, the less reactive I am, the more engaged I am, the more creative I am. And so on the work-life balance side, I'm very focused on my sleep, especially right now. And then um, the third one, you guys, is kind of stress management. I get a lot of questions on how do you, you know, handle the stress and the ups and the downs. And my answer on that is um, as a business owner, you guys, you really need to create, turn it into your responsibility to separate your business from your ego. And um, I talked about this on a previous podcast, but there's a psychologist that I follow on Twitter that works with a lot of uh, high performing people. And she talks about the, um, the thesis of, you know, if you're, if you're an entrepreneur and you have one leg, to stand, if your foundation has one leg to stand on, and that's business, every single business goes through feasts and famine up and down big months, bad months, employees stealing from you and employees getting fired, lawsuits, blah, 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 blah. If you have one leg to stand on, on the good days, you're going to be high as a kite. On the bad days, you're going to be depressed, and you're going to think you're bipolar the way you're up and down. So, what I try to do, guys, and it's hard. I'm not. I'm not perfect at all. But what I try to do is I try to build my life on multiple different things. So, if I have a shit day at work, I can get in my pool. I can hang out. I can take my dog on a walk. I can watch whatever. I can read. And there's more things to my identity than purely work. And that, that's the biggest thing I can say to people on the stress side is um, business stress is. If you're going to be in business, you have to accept business stress. That business is just the continuous solving of problems. That's what business is, the continuous solving of problems. And the more scale you get, the more problems you get, and the more people you need to help you solve those problems and be firefighters. And so one, it's accepting that, that problems are a part of the game. And two, it's, it's having a foundation that's not built on purely business because naturally um, that can put you in a bad spot mentally and it can lead to burnout. And burnout's not a fun place to be. And that's kind of why in this podcast is my story of burnout was um, about when I was tw- I'm 25 and I was about four years ago, three and a half years ago when I was 21. And I um, was driving home from my parents' cabin in Suncadia, which is a beautiful place. And um, all of a sudden my vision got, my vision got dilated and my, my eyes, my, my pupils got small, my heart picked up and I got sweaty. Um, by all means, I thought I was dying. I mean, I, what it ended up being was a panic attack. And for, you, for those of you that experienced it, you probably can relate for your first one. And I literally, I got picked up in an ambulance. I was literally like, you know, I just, I think I'm dying. I don't know what's going on. And they told me like, yeah, this is very normal. People get picked up in ambulance all the time for this kind of stuff because they just don't know what's happening. And did all the tests and came back that I was, um, I was fine. But that led into much worse things. Um, continued that down that road. And eventually uh, my body started shutting down. Uh, I started getting um, pins and needles inside my body, burning inside my body, my vision didn't just get bad. I could barely, I couldn't, I wasn't comfortable driving. I had to move back home with my parents. I, um, a lot of pain, cramping, um, intense headaches, um, and a lot of other neurological issues that I go, huh, this is something going on here. And I went to doctor to doctor for about, about three years, two and a half years. And they all told me, yeah, this is whatever you're anxious. Um, it's a stress related. And I was like, no, I know my body, my body, something's wrong. And finally, I met a doctor who was like, yeah, this could be, this could be Lyme. 
um, um, which I had no idea what Lyme disease was. I didn't know it exists in Washington state, but um, I tested for it and I had very, very positive indicators of that. And I got come to find out that Lyme had pretty much shut down my body. And I got lucky that I caught it. I got on antibiotics and I did about a year of antibiotics. I got a bunch of other treatments that cost a lot of money. And, uh, you know, I've very much gotten a lot of my, my mobility back, my health back, it's things I still struggle with, but I've gotten back to about 80, 85%. And what that really taught me, you guys, everything I talked about in this week's, the first show this week, which when it comes down to um, delegation, is I learned how to delegate because I had to, because um, I had about an hour or two a day I could work before I just needed to be asleep. So, um, it can get bad, you guys, if you let it. So you want to make sure you prioritize your health. And the same, the, the quote I'll leave you with is, um, when you're healthy, you want everything. And when you're not healthy, you only want one thing, and that is your health. So um, I hope you guys enjoyed today's show. And as always, um, I'm going to get into the outro, and I'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys, for sticking around for a little longer than normal. We're in about 15 minutes here today. Um, again, I like to keep these 8 to 12 minutes as tactical stuff. But I hope you got value from personal stuff. You guys, if you did, DM me. Um, you guys hated it also let me know uh, so i don't keep giving you guys stuff you don't like but um you know, sh sharing on your story sharing with a friend um a family member means the world to me i really want to get these out to as many people as i can and continue to grow um help people grow just in the real estate business and, and business in general as well as um their lives and, and how their business can serve them instead of the other way around so whether you're on apple um spotify wherever you listen to show please give me a like a follow a comment and as always i look forward to seeing you next week and you are only one deal away mm -hmm.